Hey y'all, welcome back to Phone and a Friend. We're so glad to have you back with us yet again. This episode is going to be sort of like Honest Chit Chat Part 2. <laughs> Shar and I are both, we've had these slight little rough patches that we're going through and we kind of just wanted to get in here and talk about it, pour into each other and hopefully through doing that we'll be pouring into, into you all as well. So yeah, we're just going to jump right into this one. We don't have a super deep quick cue for you. (sighs) Just a check-in. How are you? How are you doing mentally, spiritually, all of the lees? (laughs) How how are you? How are you doing, Shar? All of the lees. I like that. (laughs) Um, How am I doing? I'm sorry, guys. You're going to hear baby cooing. Clark is in the house. (laughs) Yes, Clark in the house on your mic, P's and Q's. Check one, two, check one, two. (laughs) But um, yeah, so it's one of those moments in my life where there's a lot going on. There's a lot of things happening, a lot of transitions, and a lot of things that you have to get readjusted to or adjusted to. I was telling Ayana recently, I had a conversation with my family and I'm not going to dig too deep into it because, um, you know, it was a personal conversation. Um, we kind of piggybacked on the topic a little bit and the your family, your faith mm-hmm. episode or your faith, your family. Yeah, that's one of those. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Y'all, you already know how our memory is on this podcast. I don't know why you're just surprised. <laughs> but yeah, so we, we kind of dug into some of those topics. And I know I was speaking to myself. I had to address those issues. And I did. So yeah, it's one one second at a time type of situation. How yeah. about you? <laughs> I've been a mess. <laughs> Mm. Um, y'all, Shara yeah, and I talked. Yeah, mm-hmm. Shara and I talked earlier today, and I mean, I'll let you in on this little bit. This is gonna be like the most current episode you hear. Like, this is the first time that we're recording the night before for the episode that's coming out the day after. So, the episode you listened to was recorded literally the night before. That's never happened. So, this is the most current one you're getting. Um, I've been struggling so much with feeling stuck and it's just been persisting for weeks and every now and then I'll start to feel a little bit better like okay I got this I can you know and I'll feel like I'm getting back into the groove of things and just as quickly as that as that relief comes it it would disappear so quickly I was telling Shar What's been happening so much is that God has been using people to speak into my life so much lately. And he has been, people have been prophesying over me. He's been revealing things to me personally. And he's just been showing me so, so, so much the things that he has in store for me. And so with this stuck feeling that I have, more so than being frustrated with that, I'm becoming frustrated with myself because it's like now I I see what he has for me and I feel like I'm holding myself up. I mm. feel like 
I just feel so idle right now. And I feel like I'm prolonging whatever it is he has up ahead for me. And I just, I'm getting so upset with myself. I've talked to people, I've talked to Shar about this. I've talked to people at my, um, my dinner party at church. And, you know, we know how spiritual warfare can be real. And it has, it's been real. It's been really real. And I'm just, I'm mad at myself because, and I, I don't want to put it like this because it's, it feels so horrible to say, but in moments I have felt almost as if like I was letting the enemy win. Mm. And I hate to say that. I, I really do. Mm. But I felt like this is what he wants. And I'm weeks later, I'm still in it. Mm. I'm still not moving out of this to his delight, I'm sure. <laughs> but um i think too that you know that that is what it is there is really no other way to describe it it's spiritual warfare mm -hmm. you know it's literally an attack on your spiritual life your spiritual well-being and i think the fact that you're able to call it that that right there alone lets you know that you're on the right track because mm -hmm. the fact that you can discern that from I'm just being lazy. Uh, I'm, you know what I mean? The fact that you're bothered with this feeling and you want to get out of it, you're just struggling with it. That right there alone is getting the enemy upset, getting the enemy wound up. And that's why too, that the attack seems even that much more stronger, mm -hmm. even that much more um, impactful. Because like you said, he wants to keep you in it deeper and yeah, to his delight, you have been staying in it. But your awareness of it, the unsettled feeling that you're having, the Holy Spirit moving you, mm -hmm. you know, to want to go forward and move out of it is there's that fight there. Yeah. Thank you. And, yeah. you know, as you were saying that, it made me think, too, of course it would happen at this time, you know, at a time where God is revealing to me his will for me revealing purposes for me of course this would be a time to to attack you know yeah it, it makes so much sense and oh i'm just i wish i fought against it harder which of course mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna start like this week i'm really i'm really holding myself accountable with this mm -hmm. but yeah. As you mature, I feel like, and this is a learning lesson for me, I might see it coming next time, you know, mm -hmm. rather than being blindsided by it and not understanding why I'm so, you know, because in hindsight, it and, ugh, it makes so much sense. And it didn't until yeah. I just talked it out. Like, of course, mm -hmm. it, of course, I'd be attacked at this time. And I'm glad you mentioned accountability, though, too. Because I feel like accountability and discipline go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. As Christians, we have to hold ourselves responsible for, you know, the choices we make. Obviously, there's free will. So, yes, the enemy does attack us, but we do have a choice. You know, it is up to us to make the decision. Right. And with that comes discipline. It's like, you know, I may not feel like this right now 
-hmm. But I know in the future that this is going to move me that much closer to what the Lord has for me. So I'm going to do it anyway, even though I don't feel like it, but my spirit needs it. Right. That is so true. And unfortunately, that's where I've been. Mm -hmm. That's what I've been failing to do these past few weeks. Because there are so many things. I was telling you earlier, Shar, so many things, y'all, that I've said in the podcast and past episodes that apply to things that I'm going through now. And it was almost like it could have been like me giving myself future advice. And Shar mm. said to me today, because I was like, I was talking about this in one of the episodes. And she was like, yeah, you got to take your own advice. <laughs> but um, we all do, girl. Right. <laughs> and one of the things that I don't know if I said it in an episode or if I said it in a conversation you and I had after one of the episodes, something along the lines of, you can't always wait until you feel like doing something. Yeah. Like, I was just reminded of that just now when I said I've been failing at not doing it. I mean, I've been failing at doing it even when I don't feel like it. And that line literally just came in my head. And it's just so many nuggets of wisdom that we've dropped in prior episodes that it's like, it's amazing because it's like, it's edifying and uplifting for our listeners but this is for us too it really is and even though we may not go back and listen to the episodes the things that we say in the episodes do stick with us and then they they speak to us later on like it's doing for me now yeah and you want to know what's crazy though y'all um and I usually don't give this much insight into our uh, creative process in terms of the episodes. <laughs> but Ayana and I were just talking about wanting to do an episode on feelings, right? Where they come in to play on this journey, mm-hmm. you know, should we be allowing them to guide us, right? Because me personally, I know that I get in my feelings about a lot of stuff. Well, I have more recently. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to blame the kid. But it's his fault. (laughs) I've become mushy and soft. And so a lot of things get to me now Mm -hmm. that wouldn't have before. Yeah. Probably hormonal thing. (laughs) (laughs) And so I remember um, something that my pastor always says. There's a line from The Great Debaters. And I love that movie. So when he says the line, I'm like, oh, that's such a great line. You do what you got to do so you can do what you want to do. And just think about what that means, of course, as a Christian, being on this journey, right? There are a lot of things we don't want to do. We don't feel like doing. I mean, who feels like changing dirty, poopy diapers, Who feels like washing dishes? Who feels like going to work? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, if you like your job, you know, but no one likes doing these things, you know? No one likes redoing their car registration the day before it's supposed to expire. (laughs) But you have to do these things. Why? Because then you get to keep your car, right? Or you don't get arrested. (laughs) or a ticket or anything or and then your kid doesn't end up with a diaper rash or you know (laughs) all these things so you do 
the things that you have to do, even though you don't feel like doing them because it puts you in a place where you can do what you want to do. And and I'm bringing it back y'all to this Christian faith. You do the things that help draw you nearer to God, even when you don't feel like doing it, because in the end, that payoff is going to be amazing. Lord Jesus, you're going to bless us. And you're not doing it to get blessed. You're doing it because you know in your heart and your mind, I have to do this Mm -hmm. so I can get what I want. Ultimately, what we want is to be in heaven. But on this earth, we're told we are to be living abundantly. Mm -hmm. That is our inheritance on this earth. It's not the ultimate inheritance, but it's a promise that the Lord made. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be preaching, but listen. No, that was good. (laughs) That was good. And it's so true. Um, I think about it even with um, with work. Shar and I have talked about our jobs and things like that and the things that we want to move on to. And we both were in this season of it's like, whatever it is that we're doing here, whatever reason it is that God has us staying here, that's what's going to prepare us for whatever it is we want down the line. So uh, the quote that you said, we do what we have to do so that we can do what we want to do. It's the same even when it comes to like being prepared for for our purpose or being prepared for the next season that God has in store for us. We do what we have to do in this season because we want so badly to get to the next season. But in order to get there to where we want to be and do the things that we want to do in that season, we have to do what we have to do here. And for some of us, that looks like discipline. You got it. And I'll, I'll be the first one to say, I got to get disciplined. I have to. I got to work on my consistency. Like there's so many, there are things that he's highlighted to me. And I see it so clearly with the new, um, with the new space that I'm in with my job, even the slight shift that my position has taken. It's given me a chance to to be held accountable for for certain things. I have to work on my consistency. I have to work on my my discipline. I have to work on my my follow through. Sometimes I have a lack of follow through where it's like I I get excited about something, I say I'm going to do something and then it just you know, mm. and he's showing me these things that I have to work on because the lack of discipline the lack of consistency, the lack mm-hmm. of follow through, they mm-hmm. can't go with me to that next season. So as long as I don't work on it, I'm going to remain here, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I can definitely agree with you there because, listen, one of the things that the Lord brought out to me was that I I use a lot of excuses. Mm-hmm. I was going to do it, but this. Well, if I hadn't done this, then I would have been able to do that. And, you know, it's just excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse. And definitely inconsistency, mm-hmm. you know, just too loosey-goosey. <laughs> I do it here, I do it there, do it, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah, something's got to give. And I definitely agree with that. Luckily, we are pretty consistent with this podcast, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. And another thing I realized is something the Lord has been revealing to me. And we also talked about this too. Everything is not always about you. Mm-hmm. Yes, our feelings are valid, 
And the Lord would never want us to be hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I've been here staring at my vision board that I created with my friends. And in the middle of it, it says, your opinion matters. And that's something that I've been kind of playing with a lot lately um, when it comes to specifically my family and just making sure that my thoughts and ideas are respected in my relationship. But at the top of that, I wrote in bubble letters, God. And I realized I've been reading that thing all wrong. Initially, I was thinking about it in this way. There's God. Mm-hmm. And then there's your opinion matters. When I read it now, now I see God, your opinion matters. And that literally has nothing to do with me. Oh, so, so like God, comma, mm-hmm. your opinion matters. Like yeah. God, your opinion matters. Ah, I get it. Yeah. And I think when I take that approach more often in my life, Not even, I think, I know. It makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference. And that way, I'm not swayed so easily when I don't feel like doing things. When I tell the Lord, God, your opinion matters, I tend to hold myself more accountable. Mm -hmm. And then that's where the discipline comes in. Because telling myself that your opinion matters, you know. Okay, Charlize, I'm speaking to Charlize. Your opinion matters, Charlize. Yeah, yeah, fist in the air. <laughs> and then one day it's like, uh, whatever, I don't feel like, I don't feel like adopting that idea. Mm-hmm. But the Lord is steadfast. You know, he doesn't waver. Mm-hmm. And his opinion is set in stone. Right. That's the Lord. That's what he thinks. Solid. It's what he knows. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me think of the question that you came up with. Y'all, if y'all follow us on Instagram, shameless plug, phone and a friend underscore podcast, um, <laughs> you would have seen um, every Friday we put out a question, sort of like a ask the fans sort of, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And last week you put the question, how much does God's opinion matter to you? Something along those mm-hmm. lines. Yeah. Was that... Did that come from this, the vision board and everything? Oh, yeah. That question was definitely posed toward myself. (laughs) You know, not to sound selfish, but I knew it would do something for other people, too. Mm -hmm. But I had to ask myself that a million times that day. Like, like really, like, why do you do what you do, Charlize? Is it for other people's opinions? Your own opinions? Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Yeah. It's such a powerful question, too, because it really makes you take into consideration how much you value. It makes you assess how much you value other people's opinions as well. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's kind of like a double edged sword. Yeah. And what you value. Yeah. Something that was. um really hard for me before coming into my relationship with God, and sometimes still is, was caring what people thought of me, mm-hmm. you know? But it made me think of how much I sometimes care about other people's perception of me, mm-hmm. how much I try to control other people's perception of me. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. And it's so hard to get out of. It's like it's impossible to do. Well, all things are possible with the Holy Spirit. (laughs) No, 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 no. I mean, of of course, yes, you get in and out of it. I should have clarified. I mean, it's impossible to control people's perception of you. Absolutely. You're doing something right. People have got something to say. You're doing something wrong. People's got something to say. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get what you mean. My bad. <laughs> no, that's my fault. I- <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was so hard to get out of. And sometimes I find myself slipping back into that. But, um, I mean, I mentioned that people have been prophesying over me a lot lately before a month or so ago, it had never happened. So the fact that it's happened three or four times in this short time, I consider that a lot, but, um, one of the things was God really just allowing me to see how he sees me Mm. and who he calls me. I might've said this in another episode, but when he shows us who we are, it doesn't always line up with how we see ourselves right now, you know? Mm -hmm. So he's looking at me and he's seeing his finished product, you -hmm. know? And it's like when he, when you get to see how he views you, how other people view you kind of don't matter as much, you know? Yeah. And that's not to say that it's just something that you can, I mean, or that you completely turn off. That's not how it was for me, at least. Sometimes I still do, you know, fall back into that. And it's almost in our nature. I mean, as human beings, we're very social creatures. So naturally, we want to be accepted by each other. Mm-hmm. We want to feel apart. Nobody wants to feel like an outcast. But, you know, being on this walk will sometimes have you isolated. And and not isolation in a bad way. But the Lord sometimes has, has to separate you from the crowd to bring you into your individuality. Mm-hmm. To let you know that you're unique. Mm-hmm. You know? The Bible says, you know, wide is the path that many will take, right? Mm-hmm. And then narrow is the path that only few will take. Oh, y'all, I got to find that verse. <laughs> I butchered that with a cleaver. Yeah. But. <laughs> Man, you got away with words. <laughs> with a cleaver. <laughs> I know what verse you're talking about, though. I just don't remember exactly how it was how it was phrased, but I know exactly which one you're talking about. <laughs> Straight butcher style, like come on. <laughs> Let me find this, y'all. Okay, <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is from Matthew seven. It's verses thirteen and fourteen, and it. This is the uh, New International Version. It says, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. And then verse 14 says, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? You talked about, um, you mentioned isolation, and I wanted to touch on that a little bit too, because on this walk, we are to be set apart, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And maybe that could even be a better way to look at it. Um, cause like you said, we don't want to, we don't want to think of isolation as like a negative thing, you know? And I feel like isolation is a poor choice of words or it has a negative connotation. Yeah. It has a negative connotation to it. So we're called to be set apart. And in that we are going to be, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find my words here. Um, we're going to be an example to others as well. You know, when you stand apart from the crowd, though there are going to be some who look at you with disdain or look at you as if, you know, you're different and they look at it in a negative way, there will be those few. And even if that's just one person, when you're set apart, people take notice. Mm -hmm. And I just want to clarify that as well. It's not you that they're taking notice of. It's God in mm-hmm. you. What they see and what and what they'll be inspired by is God's work in you. It's God's fruit that they're seeing in your life. It's God expressing himself through you. So there's there's such a beauty to being set apart, even when it feels as though it can feel like isolation. Because mm-hmm. I felt like that too. Um, I mean, hey, Shar knows we we talk about Listen, so many things. Girl, so many stories is running through my mind right now, girl. You don't even know. Yeah, it, it still amazes me that I have such amazing people who I call friends, sisters in my life that love me and like me. <laughs> Go figure. Um, because. I used to think and still think that I'm a very bizarre person, very strange. (laughs) And I remember when I used to try so, 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 so hard to align myself with the way of the prevailing culture or what was trendy or the way of the world. And I just Mm -hmm. would try so hard. And I remember thinking how I felt during that time. I never felt more alone than ever when I tried so hard to be in. Mm-hmm. And then when I really just genuinely let go and, you know, I would still have considered myself mostly alone, but I was happy being by myself. Well, I wasn't by myself, but with the Lord, I was happy in that. And then the Lord works in such funny, crazy ways. He drew all these people toward me right? over time, though, like slowly but surely. And then you look back and it's like, wait, count people I had close friendships with. And then you had the nerve to throw a guy in here. <laughs> relationship. Oh my gosh, that is so true. Because yeah. you know how lonely I felt mm-hmm. with this mm-hmm. walk. You were my only Christian friend that I had to mm-hmm. walk this out with. Not saying that there weren't other people in my life who were Christian. You were my only accountability. You were the only person that I felt comfortable confiding in. And you being someone who was my age, going through the same stages of life I was going through, you know? And I had been praying so, 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 so long for community. And not only did he give me Christian community, I mean, well, all of my community is Christian community, go figure. But um, not mm-hmm. only did he give me community within my church that I started going to, 
the way that he's been giving me these spheres of community in every area of my life is just so beautiful. And he was so intentional with it. So there's my community at church that I've become a part of that I absolutely love and adore every single one of these people. Mm. <laughs> For any of you from dinner party who are watching i'd listen i told them in one listening (laughs) yes who are listening exactly (laughs) i told them at one of the dinner parties i was like i'm already attached to you all don't nobody go moving away or anything like that (laughs) it's true even when we're not recording she loves you guys and i'm so 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 happy that you all are in her life because i really felt for her especially since we are living in two very different places. We don't see each other in person often. Thank God for technology. Mm -hmm. Um, We get to talk on the phone and we get to see each other via internet. But I'm so glad that she has people that she can interact with in person. Because y'all, we really do need that community. Um, God didn't mean for us to, to take this walk alone. Yeah, definitely. I love y'all. But so there's that Mm -hmm. community. And then at work through the pandemic, which is Mm. strange because the people that I work with, we weren't this close before the pandemic. The pandemic happened. We transitioned to online and somehow through remote work, we grew so close. We're such a tight knit group now. And it's so interesting that the program that I work in at this college, almost every person in that program is a strong believer in God. And it was so intentional. And I wouldn't have known this had we not all grown so close, you know? Mm-hmm. So the fact that I've been so sur- he's been like intentionally surrounding me with believers is incredible. But so now we've grown extremely close. <laughs> but um so I have my church community, I have my work community, and then I have my family. And my family grew so much closer in this pandemic as well. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. The not even being able to see each other as often when we did get to see each other um, for the first time, I think it might have been like a cookout in Pennsylvania. And then from there, we just started having these hangouts that we would try to do often. And now we try to do these hangouts as often as we can. So that's like another little sphere that I have as well. And he's just given me all these, it's like community everywhere I turn. And he was so intentional with that. So intentional. And I, it, it was like, I didn't even realize it as it was happening. It was like another hindsight thing where I just look up and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm standing in an answered prayer. Like, Mm. it's incredible. And I don't know how I got to this point. How did we get here? (laughs) And I I don't know, but (laughs) it's really an amazing feeling when you look at it that way. You just look at all the people and amazing people that the Lord has has brought um, along the way. Unfortunately, on the flip side of that, the enemy will, you know, make you think, that just because the Lord wants to call you into your individuality, into your uniqueness, and set you aside from the ways of the earth, the ways of the world, mm-hmm. set you apart from the ways of the world, the enemy will make you think that you have to be detached from everyone. And that is simply not true. The Lord wants you to bring in and draw near to a godly community. Mm-hmm. It's, I feel like a weight has lifted off of me. 
I'm so glad we did this episode. I I really am because um I mean it's like I said at the beginning, talking it out, pouring into each other, it's mm. it's so uplifting. It's so we uplifting. need it. Yeah. God, we need it. And we need it daily. Like I don't know why we think that we can go like for a certain amount of time without it. Like you can't. It's like food. <laughs> like literally how would you feel if you didn't eat all day but like we really 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 need it it's something that we shouldn't be get like we can't get enough of that spiritual food yeah um but we owe it to ourselves to do it for ourselves but also not to be afraid to reach out to those that care about us right. you know no yeah definitely and thank you seriously because you did so much pouring into me today both in this episode and outside of this episode you did so much pouring into me and that last thing you said about reaching out what you mentioned with the quick cue i'm like so proud and happy for you with the conversations that you had and just literally just stepping out in that way i was like so happy for you even once we got off the phone i was like because i know it probably wasn't an easy decision to come to. I know how much you had like struggled with it. And mm-hmm. I'm just so happy, not just that you took the step, but that it turned out that it had such a positive result as well. Mm-hmm. And since then, I have from when I've spoken to you and even when you were telling me about it, I could hear more joy in your voice. Mm. Like I could hear that weight had been lifted off of you you know i could hear it in your voice mm-hmm. so i was i'm like extremely happy for you y'all we're being real mushy right now but i know oh my <laughs> gosh i'm like getting so emotional and uh, i wish i could sit back and say oh you're welcome girl but it's it's not me it's it's not even me y'all it's mm, it's just whoo Mmm, just suck them back in those tears. <laughs> gonna do a little power suck. Um, yeah, God has just been so good to me. And yeah, I, I, that conversation wasn't easy. I had been running from that conversation for such a long time. And you know I hate being vulnerable. <laughs> I, I don't like it. Hence the sucking back the tears. <laughs> she was like, nope, not going to happen. It scares me that you fit. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm a punk. I'm a coward. <laughs> <laughs> but the Lord's spirit instills so much strength in us. We're able to do remarkable things. Things we never imagined doing. Mm-hmm. Like I never thought I honestly, I still don't get it. Why people come to me for encouragement. Why? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> but um, it's not me that they're coming to. You know, it, it's it's the Holy Spirit that they're attracted to, and they're seeing that light, and they're being drawn to that. And and that's you know really the epitome of this walk. You know, yeah. people not seeing us, but seeing the Lord Jesus Christ in us. Right. Absolutely. After that, what more is there to say? <laughs> Man, this this was such a needed episode. More than a episode, it was such a needed 
conversation. And we really, really hope that it pours into you the way that it the way that it did for us. Definitely let us know what you thought, as always. But yeah, we hope you enjoyed and we will see y'all next week. Yeah. I'm gonna go do my car registration. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Thank you.